want to share a message with you this morning. It's a little bit different than what normally I would share. And I want to talk to you today about dealing with failure. So kind of a different subject to be looking at. And uh, we're going to look to Luke chapter 22, uh, 31, 34, and then jump down to 54, 62, just to make the reading a little bit uh, smaller. But uh, that whole chapter is a good chapter to read. And it's a story about Simon, or Simon Peter, when he denied his Lord. So it starts with, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. And Peter said, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you, even to die with you. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. Then jumping down to verse 54. So they arrested Jesus and led him to the high priest's home. And Peter followed at a distance. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it, and Peter joined them there. A servant girl noticed him in the firelight and became, began staring at him. And finally she said, this man was one of Jesus' followers. But Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. And after a while, someone else looked at him and said, you must be one of them. No, man, I am not, Peter retorted. About an hour later, someone else insisted, this must be one of them because he is a Galilean too. But Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And at that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly, the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you ever knew me. And Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. Well, this morning I want to share with you about failure. Earlier this week, I, I kind of felt that word hit me in the morning that I was to speak about failure, and I kind of thought, well, that's kind of an unusual thing to be talking about, especially, you know, an online service and such. And I, and I shared that with our staff, and they said, hey, let go for it, pastor. And uh, I, I just think there's a lot of people out there struggling with this issue of failure today. And it was kind of interesting as I went home that day for lunch. I was looking through a car driver magazine. I kind of like those magazines about cars and automobiles and trucks and all those kinds of things. And so I'm reading this latest edition of Car and Driver. And the main article shocked me. It was entitled Fear of Failure. I figured, what are they talking about? This is a car magazine. What are they talking about? Fear of Failure. Well, anyway, it was about fear that many North Americans are dealing with now, the article said. With tough economic conditions, many families have overextended themselves financially. And the cars that they're driving now need to be replaced, but families cannot afford to do so. And so they continue to try fixing these cars and to drive them as long as possible. However, cars can only last so long, the article said, and repair bills are getting so high that families can't afford to fix the cars, which means suddenly they don't have a car, and because they don't have a car, they can't get to their jobs, and then soon they lose their jobs, and then they soon they lose everything else. And they're telling us that that is a great fear in North America today. So I, I thought, well, that's crazy. A car magazine talking about that there's our society today is, has a great fear 
of failing, especially in the financial sense, and of losing everything that they treasure and everything that they own, even down to a simple thing like a car. So I want to be obedient and speak on this subject and trust that those listening today are maybe you're struggling with fear. Maybe you're struggling with thoughts of failure. And I know that doesn't speak to everybody, but I really pray that this message would just get out in those airways to people who are. To fail, according to the dictionary, means to fall short of success or achievement in something that was expected, attempted, or desired. Now, I may not know where everyone listening today may be struggling with such issues of failure, but I do know that God wants to speak to your situation that you are considering as a failure, whatever that might be. I realize that this COVID isolation has really affected a lot of people in a lot of negative ways. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people have lost their businesses. Uh, we're starting to hear already of uh, foreclosures that are starting uh, to happen. Um, people are selling their toys. Uh, people are selling their, their vehicles. People are even selling their homes. There are many people out there that take the responsibility of being a provider in the home very seriously. And so this is a really big deal to a lot of individuals when, when you get to that place that you cannot be the provider for your home. Others, we hear their marriages are failing or, or their marriages are stressed or there's some chaos in the home, frustrations with raising children. And for a lot of single people out there, kind of, uh, I really feel for a lot of our single people of all ages, from young ages to elderly ages, that they're all alone, that they're fellowshipping with nobody and they're getting depressed, and there's a lot of them that are thinking of suicide. And I really believe that that's something that our, our government needs to be paying attention to right now because there's numbers of people, the mental health of numbers of people, it's really uh, reaching a crossroads uh, that we need to be very, very careful about. Friends, there's a lot of people that are hurting, a lot of people who are struggling. If you're doing well, if you still have a job and things are going good for you, you are blessed, my friend. You are blessed. But for those uh, who are not in that position, uh, we need to realize there's a lot of folks out there struggling. And when people get in that state and people start thinking about, am I going to fail? Am I going to have to close my business? Am I going to make it? Uh, is our family going to make it? Is my marriage going to make it? Uh, usually that's when the enemy of our soul, the devil, likes to come alongside and he begins to discourage us and accuse us and, and gives those thoughts in our minds that yeah, you're just a big failure. That's what you are. You're just a big failure. And he comes alongside to add to that misery. And even in regards for faith, you know, there are many people who are struggling with the whole issue of faith. Some people are, are coming to faith and, and crying out to God. And then there's others that are looking at their faith and saying, I don't know if my faith is good enough. And they're beginning to doubt God and beginning to fall away from God. And some have even gone to the place already where they have failed God and walked away from God. And so lots of people out there are dealing with various things about failure. And it's affecting them. You know, when we fail in areas with God, often we get that place where we think, well, God's not going to listen to me anymore, or my ministry is over. What I used to do for God, I can't do no more. And, and we kind of just go down this road that's not a very good road to go down. And I, I really say all of this to say that I want you to know today that God sees you. 
God is hearing your cries and he's seeing your frustrations and he wants to help you and encourage you. Even if you have failed and you know that you failed, God wants you to know that failure is not the end and that there are better days ahead. How can I say that there's better days ahead? Well, there's hundreds of stories out there to encourage us to look to the future and to look for those better days that are ahead. And there's many people that we can look to for stories. If you go on the Internet and hit stories about failure to success, man, it is filled with wonderful, wonderful stories. I'll give it just a few short ones here. Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb. In school, he was told that he was too stupid to learn anything. He was actually told that in school. His first two jobs, they ended in being fired. And they said, the reason why you're being fired is because you're nonproductive. And when he tried to create the light bulb, it tells us that he had 10,000 prototypes before he finally got to the actual light bulb that worked. And listen to what he said about his failures. He said, I have not failed 10,000 times. Rather, I have successfully found 10,000 ways that will not work. Steve Jobs, founder of Apple, he started the, uh, this company, and as it grew, interestingly, he kind of got forced out and, and was fired. And from that failure, he kind of picked himself up, created the next computer, uh, developed Pixar, and that kind of led him back that Apple needed him back again and, and for their success. And so he became the CEO again of the Apple company. And listen to what he says. He said, I didn't see it then, but as it turned out, that getting fired from Apple was the best thing that could ever have happened to me. Michael Jordan, we got some, uh, that's on, uh, I think it's on Netflix right now. There's a series going on. One of the greatest basketball players who have ever lived. And listen to what he says about his own failures. He says, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. 25 times I have been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I have failed over and over again in my life, and that's why I succeed. I share these stories to remind you that failures are not the end, but rather they're just the beginning to something new and even something that could lead you to the best experience of your life. Now, there's one more story that I would like to concentrate on and share with you. And, of course, that's the story that we just read earlier in the Bible, a story about the Apostle Peter and the failure that he experienced. Uh, Peter had many failures in his life. As you read the Gospels, uh, you read about Peter and you read about mistakes that he made, failures that he made, but yet he ended up being a great apostle, a great man of God that touched many in our world. And... You know, if you ever go to Israel, there's a place I, I like to go. The last time I went, I didn't get to go there. But it's a place where uh, Jesus was brought before the high priest, where, uh, you know, he was whipped, where he was put in prison, and uh, where he was beaten. And in, the, in that courtyard, you'll find a statue of Peter. And, and as I went up to that statue, my heart just began to cry and, and just bleed for Peter. I was thinking, like, Here's this man that is so successful, but what he's being reminded of in this location was of his failure. How would you like to have a statue built where you failed? 
I don't think any of us would want that, but that's what you find. There's a statue there talking about Peter's failure and denying his Lord. And so that's a pretty big story, pretty big failure. And yet this story of Peter failing his Lord by denying him serves to help us to deal with our failures in our lives. And there's some lessons here that I'd like to share with you that will help you, I trust, in this whole area of dealing with failure. Now, the first thing we realize about failure from this story of Peter's denial is that God cares about our failures. Luke chapter 22, 31, 32, Jesus says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. I just find that so interesting that Jesus is telling Peter that you're about to deny me. You are going to fail, Peter. But in the midst of that, Jesus is also saying, but I want to tell you something, Peter. I've been praying for you. I've been praying that your faith would remain strong, that you would come back, and that you would repent, and that you would continue to do the job that you're called to do. I know that this failure by Peter would certainly uh, bring a lot of hurt to him and embarrassment to him. And Jesus knew that. He knows that in advance, and he's praying for us. And so that gives us a picture of what Jesus is doing for us, that he knows that we're about to fail. And he's praying on our behalf that uh, we're going to get through this. We're, we're going to make it through. We're going to get back to what we're really called to do, and we're going to accomplish great things still with our lives. Now, Peter, he, he was the main spokesperson for the disciples. And going through this journey of, of failure was a, a terrible journey. Uh, any journey of failure, there's lots of regret, there's lots of shame, there, there's embarrassment, there's discouragement that takes place. And it's not a good thing when we go through these times of failure. It's not a good place to find ourselves. But you need to be encouraged today that God cares about your failures. He cares about what you're going through. And he's actually praying for you. He's interceding for you. Imagine that the God of the universe is interceding for you and praying for you that help would come your way and that you would get through this difficult time. So God cares about our times of failures. We are close to his heart, even though we go through these trials and sometimes we think, where is God? Where is he? And in reality, he's praying for you. He's interceding on your behalf as you go through those times. 1 Peter 5 says, says give all your worries and cares, cares to God, for he cares about you. Even before Peter failed and denied Jesus, Jesus was praying for him, interceding for him. And if God is for you, who can really be against you? God's for you. He's on your side. You're going to come through this. You just need to look to him because he's wanting to help you today in that area of failure. So if you're dealing with some issue of failure today, whatever area, whether it be a financial failure, whether it uh, be something in a physical realm, whether it be in the spiritual realm, you need to realize that God cares and God's praying for you. Secondly, and what we can learn from Peter's failure of denying the Lord is that failure can happen to the best of us. None of us are immune to failure, and all of us will experience failures in our lives, and those occasions will take place. When Peter was told that he was going to fail, he, he took offense to that and, and immediately kind of you know, got his you know, 
came back to the Lord and said, oh, well, Lord, Lord, I'm ready to go to prison with you. Lord, I'm ready to die with you. Verses 33, 34, and Jesus says, no, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow, you're going to deny me three times that you even know me. See, Peter was confident that he wouldn't fail. Something that usually happens with all of us, that we're kind of confident. We don't just simply fail. We're usually a little bit on the overconfident side that can lead us to a failure. And that's what happened to Peter. But, you know, Peter was the spokesman. Peter was kind of considered the top guy of the disciples. And so it's saying something to us that sometimes even the best fail. And so if you're really down on yourself for what you've done or in the area that you have failed, you need to realize, hey, some of the best of the best in the whole world have failed. We already gave you some illustrations of some individuals that we consider successes out there in life that they experienced many failures before they gave, became that success. I know when we think of Peter, I have a special spot in my heart for Peter. I think that preachers kind of give Peter a bad rap. Uh, for his failures, because I see P Peter in a different light. See, Peter was always willing to try. Peter was always willing to, to step out, even if he stepped out in a wrong area. I, I look back to the, the time when J uh, uh, Peter walked in the water, and, you know, Jesus, uh, when he uh, begins to sink, he said, oh, you have little faith, and we kind of just say, oh, Peter, like you didn't have much faith. I'm thinking, he was the only one that got out of the boat. He was the only one that actually walked in the water. He had a lot of faith. The rest of the disciples had none. So I think he's pretty good. And when it comes to his denial of the Lord, friends, you need to remember that Jesus says that Satan was going to come and sift them all. And, but he pointed out Peter because Peter was very special to the, the church and the going forward of the church after the resurrection. And uh, when... when that time came for that denial. Let us remember when the, the, the group, the mob came to arrest Jesus and it says the disciples fled. So the very fact that the rest of the disciples fled shows that they all denied their Lord. They ran. But Peter followed the mob. He, not only did he follow the mob, he went into the courtyard of the high priest where they were questioning Jesus, where they were beating Jesus. And he stood there even amongst the soldiers warming himself around the fire. So that tells me, listen, Peter was pretty brave, braver than a lot of the other disciples were. But yet he still failed. The best of the best sometimes fail. So no one is really beyond temptation. None of us, no matter how spiritually we are or what title we hold, all of us can fall. All of us can fail. All of us can yield to temptation. And Peter's life shows us that. Scriptures tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, if you're thinking you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. Because sometimes that's what happens. We get too confident in ourselves when our confidence needs to be in him, not in ourselves. So failures loom when that overconfidence or, or pride begins to rise. And sometimes, you know, things just happen that we don't expect to happen in a thousand years, just like this COVID crisis right now. Who expected this to happen? As Christians, I think we really need to be listening to the Lord really well because he knows us better than ourselves and he knows the future. 
So if we want to worry about what's going to happen in the future, let us focus on him because he knows the future and he has a good future for all of us. So we need to concentrate on him. So this morning, maybe we need to look at ourselves. Maybe let's look at some of our attitudes. You know, attitudes are great things to look at because sometimes our attitudes show that we got a problem. You know, when you start getting a little too forceful or, you know, maybe getting a little too lippy, kind of shows you that there's a problem. There's a problem that we need to be taken care of. But you can't prepare for everything. You really can't. Unexpected things happen. Unexpected things can cause even the best of the best to fail. So we need to be aware of that. And I, and I hope that brings you some comfort to realize that everybody fails at some point. And even the very best of us also fail at times as well. Then thirdly, what we can learn from Peter's failure is that God forgives. God forgives our failures. See, Jesus was already thinking beyond Peter's failure when Jesus told them about that denial that soon was going to take place. Verse 32, it says, But I've pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. See, Jesus already knew that Peter's character, even though he was going to fail, that he was going to regret his decision. Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that Peter was going to grieve what he had done. He knew that Peter was going to realize that he had made a mistake. He, uh, Jesus knew that he was going to regret his actions. And they would actually come back to a place where he would repent before God and say, God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And that's something that's very important because without repentance, there is no forgiveness. And we don't like to talk about that word today. We don't want to acknowledge that we have done wrong in our lives. And we need to be quick to acknowledge our wrongs. We need to be quick to repent and ask God to forgive us, to be sorry enough that we're going to change the situation, we're going to change our circumstances that led to our failure. Look at Peter's response after he denied his Lord three times. It's found in verse 62. And as Jesus looked at him, how powerful that must have been to realize, I failed, and Jesus looks at you. And the Bible says that Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. There was immediate regret. There was immediate embarrassment. What have I done? What have I done? There was lots of remorse for what he had done. And, and friends, when we sin against God, when we fail against God, then truly there should be a remorse in our hearts. Now, not every failure out there in life requires us to repent because sometimes failures happen that had nothing to do with us. It just happened to be circumstances that were beyond our control took place, just like this COVID. It's not your fault. You don't need to repent because COVID came to our world. It just came. And it had a terrible effect on a number of people. So not every failure needs to be repented of, but if there are things that we have done that are wrong, then we do need to repent and ask God to forgive us. Because when we experience the forgiveness of God, there's a peace that comes and the torment of our failure live, leaves. So God forgives. He forgives us, the Bible says, of all our sins. And, and so if you have a failure out there that you're still embarrassed about or that's really been affecting your life, and maybe it's getting you to the place where 
you're even thinking of committing suicide, I want to encourage you to realize that God forgives. And God can bring a peace and restore a peace back into your life. And God can bring hope back into your life once again. So I really encourage you, look to the Lord. Look to the Lord. And if you have done something wrong, then say, God, I'm sorry. God, please forgive me. If, if there's been people around you that you did wrong to, just say, I'm sorry. If there's a, a family issue, a spouse issue, I'm sorry. And get back to doing what you're so called to do. And as we do that, we'll sense an assurance of the forgiveness of God. We'll sense an assurance of peace that will come in our lives. There will be a new hope that will come in our lives for our future. Which leads us to the fourth truth. We learn from the story of Peter's failures that failure is not the end. You know, many uh, people allow failures to end their story. They give up. You never hear of them again. And they're gone. You don't know whatever happened to them. They give up. They think it's over. And they believe the lie that there's nothing that they can do to change their future. But I want to remind you of those stories that I shared earlier where Thomas Edison, 10,000 prototype failures. Why would someone continue after that? But he did, and he was successful. Steve Jobs fired from his own company. Why would you want to go back to that company? But he did. He proved to be one of the most successful computer companies in the world. Or Michael Jordan, who missed many a game, winning shot. He persevered and is considered one of the best basketball players of all time. So failures aren't the end. They're not the end. And Jesus told Peter that right at the beginning that there would be a future even after his failure. Notice what he says there in that full verse 32. We've read that a few times now. It says, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you've repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. This is a job that you still got to do. Jesus knew that Peter's failure would not be the end for him. And he even told them beforehand that, Peter, when you come back to your senses here and, and you get over this hurt and this pain and this grief, there's a job that I have for you to do. And that's to strengthen your brothers. That's to strengthen the church. And that's what Peter did. That's what he did. And that's something for us all to remember in facing failure. There is life after failure. Many times, you know, our soul will try to discourage us that failure means it's all over and that you'll never do anything successful again. And friend, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. It really is. God is a good God, and he wants to help us, and he wants to give us a future and a hope. So I pray that you would look to him. Failure is not the end. The Apostle Peter went on to be one of the great spokesmen of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the head of the church, and had so much success in his ministry. And friends, we need to realize that sometimes your greatest failure can lead you to your greatest success. Look at what happened to Peter after all that, and, and the day of Pentecost happened. And uh, that, that's coming up. We're remembering that day next Sunday. But on that day of Pentecost, boldness came upon Peter so strong he began to share the gospel. And in the city, and we see that 3,000 people immediately responded to the gospel right away. And then story after story where people started responding to the gospel, it was a success story success story. 
Friends, I want to tell you something about failure. It's not over till God says it's over. Failure is not the end. Yes, it is painful. Yes, it is hurtful. Yes, it is discouraging. But it just might be the best time of your life leading up to something great. Just the beginning of something great. So failure is not the end. Then lastly, in the story of Peter's failure, we see that Jesus, he knows our heart. He understands us. He sees what was really going on in our hearts and our minds. He, he sees the, the trouble, the heartache, the pain that we went through. He sees it all, and he understands, and he's gracious to us. It's interesting, in another part of this story of Peter's denial, you have to jump to uh, the book of John in John 21. And this is after the resurrection of Jesus, and Jesus rises from the dead, and, and Jesus... Uh, comes and meets with his disciples, and, and they sit around a fire, and then Jesus takes Peter off to the side to have a talk with him. See, Jesus knew that Peter was struggling. Peter was embarrassed. I denied my Lord, and I'm not even worthy to be a disciple. I'm not worthy to, to be with these other disciples. And here, Jesus, you're in my midst, and I failed you. He felt so bad. And Jesus knew that. So Jesus comes along with a great opportunity to help Peter to overcome those failures. And he asked him a question. You'll find it in John 21, 15 to 17. And it says, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord. Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs. Jesus told him, uh, Jesus repeated this question. He said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know that I love you. Then take care of my sheep. Jesus said a third time, he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. See, Jesus was asking questions that he already knew the answer to. But he knew that by asking these questions, it was going to help Peter to, to get over that failure and to rise up and to be the man of God that he was called to be and to preach the gospel to the world. And so Jesus very wisely gave Peter this opportunity to confess the Lord that he loved three times just as he failed the Lord and denied his Lord three times. I think Jesus just did that, you know, just to give Peter some strength and say, I know, Peter, I know, I know that you love me. Do your job. Do your job. And as Jesus gave the opportunity for, for Peter to express his heart, he's reminding us all that, you know what, we still have a job to do. You're still needed. Maybe you, you, you failed drastically in your home, in your family. I don't know what area of failure that's really ripping at some people's hearts today that are listening. But I want to tell you something, you're still needed. You're still needed. And friends, whether you failed in a small way or a big way, God knows your heart. God knows that you didn't want to fail. God knows that you didn't want to make a mess of that situation. God knows that you still love him. And he loves you. And he's commissioned you afresh to get back to fulfilling your dreams and callings. You're still needed. No time to waste. God is calling up to you today. 
commissioning you afresh to go forward once again where you will be successful. He knows your heart. Now in closing, I may not know the circumstances about fail, your failure or how serious it has been. I, I just sense that God was telling me, talk about failure today. So there's somebody out there. Maybe there's just one person that's listening that's gone through an experience where they experienced failure and you just happen to click on and just happen to be watching this today. See, that tells me God's interested in you. So much so that he would cause me to give a message today about failure. Friend, you are in God's mind. He cares about you. He cares about the circumstances you're in, and he wants to help you. And I hope that as you read this story of Peter, uh, again in your Bibles, that you, you will see that, you know what? Failure is not the end. There's a success story that can follow our failures. So don't write yourself off because of a failure, but ready yourselves for the best comeback in the history of, of the world, that you will be a success story just like the success stories that we read of people that went through failures, but they ended up having great successes in their long, in their lives. Failures are nothing more than stepping stones to your greatest success. Keep that in mind. So hang in there. You do have God's attention. God is wanting to help you to a brighter future, and He's here to help us through our failures even the serious ones. So whether you failed in a physical sense, whether you, you failed in relationship, whether you failed in a financial area, whether you failed in a spiritual area, God is here to help you, and he wants to help you. He's praying for you. He's interceding for you. He is the God of breakthrough. He is the God of turnaround. He is a God that takes what was meant for evil and turns it around for good. Something good is about to happen. And I believe that even with this whole COVID-19, that God's going to turn it around and make something good come out of this. I know right now we're looking, what good can come out of this? Is there a future for us? Yes, there's still a future for us. Your greatest success is about to come to pass. So hang in there. I say that over people who are watching today. I don't understand or I don't, may, uh, don't know what maybe area of failure has been really poisoning them or hurting them, or causing such depression that they might even go to the extent of wanting to take their life, or leave their family, because they feel that they're a failure. So Lord, I, I just come against those lies in the name of Jesus. Friends, you're not a failure. God's going to do something. God's going to turn some things around for you. You're going to be a success again. Yes, it may take a while. Yes, it may hurt. Yes, it may be painful but there's something good that's coming. And I just want to encourage you, hang in there. God wants to encourage you and say, hang in there. You're going to make it through this, and you're going to come out to a side of success, even though it may not look like it in the natural right now. God is going to turn things around to bring you to success. So I pray that over people here today. I pray as well, Lord, for anyone that Maybe, Lord, has not had faith in God, and, and today they're looking to you, and Lord, today they just maybe happen to click on this uh, uh, message today because they're searching, they're looking for meaning, they're looking for hope, and Lord, they're realizing you are that hope. 
Well, Lord Jesus, I just pray that as they would come to you today, that they would come to that place to say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I, I welcome you into my life today. I, I want to follow you. I, I want to do what you want me to do. I ask you to come into my life today and that you would help me and you would turn my failure into a success. And Lord, I, I pray that that as those that are out there today that maybe they've never had faith in God, that today they'd have faith in God, that you would encounter them, they would experience you, and that you would lead them to the greatest success they've ever experienced in their life. So Lord, I bless your people here today. I thank you for them. I just pray your blessing on each and every one, and especially upon people that are dealing with failure today, who are hurting and discouraged, that Lord, that you would encourage them today by these words, in Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, and thank you for joining with us today. Look forward to maybe seeing you next week as you drive in to our drive-in service right here in St. Paul. God bless you all.